0: Listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders, past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today.
1: Three, two, one.
0: Oh, well, that was the worst clip I've ever done. It's
1: a lot, isn't it?
0: Oh, I need to stop singing at the start of these shows. Hello, <laughs> hello everybody, and welcome to It's A Lot podcast. Okay, update. We had a meeting. We had a big meeting about the podcast, and things are changing, but... Um, uh, nothing dramatic. Don't freak out. I tried to do some suspense just <laughs> then. scary. Um,
2: so scared of no,
0: it is is all it is is, A, we we decided because we felt like, I felt like I wasn't giving enough consistency <laughs> to everyone, as in I was giving random episodes. It's not Lem's fault. It's 100% my fault. It's FYI, before anyone thinks I'm planning Lem, it's me going in and going, today we're going to talk about this. And Lem's like, fucking hell. <laughs> no. You <laughs> <might laughs> haven't even okay. had your chai latte yet. <laughs> um, but, no, so... We decided as a team we had a big meeting in a big serious boardroom. It was serious. There was MMs. There were, there were MMs, and there were snakes alive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. We decided <laughs> what we're going to do now, which I hope everyone is happy with, is we're going to have every second week be a personal, like a solo episode, and the alternating weeks will then be interviews and have guests. I think it works. If you don't think so, I mean. Unfortunately, this is a one-way communication, so you can't tell me. <laughs> no, actually, it was from um, the survey that we decided that as well. Oh, yeah, like, there was a survey that Lynn yeah, did. And yeah. she made a very, very artistic PowerPoint <laughs> that was ADHD-friendly, which was very nice of her. She did a full-on um, family feud yeah, she'd she, style. And she like, what do you think people like the most about the podcast? She made the criticism really fun, which was really, I, I, I only hope that everyone else's performance reviews in the world are done via. I hope Grand it comes to everyone's work and goes, that should be a very lucrative opportunity for Denya. I should message him that. So we decided to do that. That's just a heads up on how things are going to work. We're also working on an extra episode to add in, but we're still working on it. So we won't say too much about it, but we're focusing on doing more content, having it more regular. I hope you like that. I'm sure I would appreciate that if I was listening to this podcast, which I don't, um, <laughs> cause I'm here for the recordings. <laughs> yeah. That's the vibes. Also, as always, if you have any like guests you want us to have on, please email hello at it's a lot podcast and also uh, DM me people. People send me really interesting shit on, on the net. So I appreciate it. Now, here's what's happened. The last week I've had, ai mean, look, the last few years I've had a lot of climate anxiety, but I've had really bad climate anxiety the last week because last week it was like 23 degrees. Yep. It's winter. I had the fan on at night. Yep. That's concerning. It is concerning. Yep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I had me going, yep, y- y- yep. Um, and I ha- I was like fully dissociating. And then what's happened now is everywhere that I look, whenever something nice, like when I go to, down to Bondi and it's a beautiful day, I go, Beautiful day, but enjoy it while it lasts. (laughs) My brain's like, it's all going to be on fire in five years. My brain has decided we've got five years left, just so you know. Only five. Um, How did
2: did you get to five?
0: I just thought it sounds like a round number, which is interesting, (laughs) isn't it? Because it probably is going to be more like seven or three or something. Like it won't be five, but I reckon we can get to five. And I was having all this climate anxiety and everyone was talking about it that day because it was so hot. And I, like, calmed myself down. I went for a run and I, like, did some stretching and I finally calmed down and I took Walter for a walk and um, we went into this uh, jewellery shop and this girl was talking and I was like, she's like, it's a beautiful day. And I was like, yeah, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> and she was like, it's kind of scary though, isn't it? And I was like, yes. And then she was like, I heard that. And I was like, please don't. I'll just got over it. And she's like, yeah. I heard that um, by 2050 we won't even have winter. We'll just have Endless summer, not in a fun way, in like a death way. And I was like, oh, uh-uh, fuck yeah. So, okay, first of all, I asked for positive climate news on my stories and Lemon Oscar have come through. But let me just clarify a few things annoy me when I post about this shit. It hits me when I post about climate change. I always get people in my DMs going, um, <laughs> well, girly pop, um, I <laughs> saw you, the clothes you're wearing, I, and I'm like, fuck me. Don't like, okay. First of all, I shouldn't have to wear a hand-knitted linen vest <laughs> to be able to say a bit worried about climate change, first and fucking foremost. Let's fucking get that, that, that clear, okay? I shouldn't have to only eat soybeans by the handful <laughs> to be able to like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like fuck me. You don't have to be, a, be completely perfect to be able to say, hey, climate change is pretty scary. Also, the systems in which we exist, we literally cannot exist being like carbon neutral as people. I have solar power on my house. I'm not using any electricity. That's joyous. Mm-hmm. What more can I do? I can't get an electric car because I don't have a charger in my fucking garage. Okay, everyone? Someone fucking DM'd me and was like, um, your beer brand uses aluminium. And aluminium, I was like, I think that's maybe marginal compared to Gina Reinhart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pulling the earth from indigenous yeah. sacred sites. <laughs> oh, God. Um, like, fuck, sorry. I mean, I'd have, look, Fuck, people are like um, you know, you 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 fly everywhere. No, I don't. But also, I'm not flying private. Yeah, I'm on a jetstar flight that's full, babe. Like, fuck <laughs> me that I have to go places for work. I can't just like become a hermit. I'm so sorry. And it's really irritating because people want this perfectionism to be able to comment on climate change, which makes people not comment on climate change who have a voice. Like mm. I. Am and and have been really nervous about climate change because people will fucking come for me and be like, "Well, I saw you use as a photo of you using a single use coffee cup the other day." <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm. I apologize. What more do you want me to do? I still think maybe the biggest the bigger issue is like you know. Um, the coal like, mining, cu- yeah, the coal mining <laughs> might be a bit bigger of an issue than me having a fucking coffee cup. <laughs> like, yes, I should use reusable cups. I'm not saying like, I shouldn't, but I'm saying like, it, then when you get criticised, then people are looking out for you to be a hypocrite on something as fucking important as climate change, and then no one wants to speak about it because the second you do, then people put you as like the post child for climate change, and then anything you do is up for criticism. It's like, no, guys, what we need to do is vote ensure that mining companies are being taxed, then they do less of their fucking bullshit. Me, I can't fucking personally do anything right now except for vote and speak about it on my platform. But when I speak about my platform, then it turns into criticisms of like, wow, well. You're the Greta of Australia, how dare you? (laughs) It's like, you know, I'm not like an eco-warrior, but I'm also not an eco-warrior. You know what I mean? Like, my new thing is only buying secondhand furniture. I walk everywhere. I fucking have solar panels on my house. What more can I do? I encourage people to vote for the Greens? What more can I do? All I can do is speak about it and say it's all fucked.
1: Okay, well, we're here to make you feel better slightly. Even though the research that I've tried to do barely anything exists in Australia. (laughs) Like
0: so many countries are doing better than us. It is so fucking sad. It's fucked up. Um Australia is crook when it comes to climate change. You know what? I would just have some positive news. I also honestly, at this point, positive news for me would be we've got 12 years left. That would be, that would be really... I didn't find
1: that. No, sorry. I'm,
0: oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry. Well, because you know what? That t- didn't
1: start off well.
0: Yeah. So we don't, we don't have 12 years left, even? I don't know.
1: I don't think people can estimate that well, in my view. I, I'm I'm an optimist. I do not think... I think humans are going to reverse something at least some shit that's the same look i got from my like leftist <laughs> friends
0: as well no you know what i want i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be Delulu and believe that but Mum really scared me as well because sorry this is meant to be positive me going call mom wasn't Mum, was like, mum relationship really about climate change she goes oh darling it's awful i go fuck she goes, say so, the wallabies i go what's happening with the fucking wallabies and she goes um wow. so darling you know how there's there's that the gorgeous creek near my house. Yes, I know about the cracking creek I got there. Yeah, so the creek. Now you know how we usually it's flowing, it's it's babbling, it's just there. It's it's just it's gorgeous, and the creek always has water in it. Well, lately the wallabies have been crossing the creek. I go why? She goes because there's nobody water in it. It's dry, and the wallabies have no food, and the wallabies are eating everyone's garden. Um, in suburban Brisbane, by the way, she lives in the bush. Th- there are wallabies everywhere on the street apparently, oh because the, which we like, you know, you see wallabies around mum's place, but it's like not like super common. She's like, nah, they're bloody everywhere, And everyone's bloody petunias, <laughs> because <laughs> because the poor things have no bloody water. Imagine, and then the koalas are going extinct. It's awful. It's really awful. And I go, well, mum, you used a fucking reusable coffee cup the other day. So how, <laughs> how dare you? No, but I'm like, back. fuck me, mum. Um, so. I just think anything, any opportunity that we can to do something and to vote on something that will be climate positive, great. I also think people need to stop fucking coming for people who were trying to do something when it yeah. comes to climate change. Yeah. I understand when it comes to things like social issues, like if people are like being fucking white feminists and being like, girl, but, it's like, yeah, you're not fucking doing enough, right? <laughs> but when it comes to climate change and like if we're going to survive the next like 30 years, I think Even if it's performative when it comes to climate change, I think this is the one thing that I'm like, let them be performative. Yeah. Like let them speak about it because it's like I actually don't give a fuck what your intentions are if you're posting about voting for the Greens. I'm accepting it. I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? When it's like performative fucking ally bullshit, like yeah. Yeah. I just think we should all be talking about it a little bit more. It's all I'm fucking saying. Because I've been yeah. avoiding talking about it because I've tried to in the past and I get attacked for speaking <laughs> for daring to speak about something that I'm not perfect on. For daring. For daring. Well, how could I when I'm oh well, you're on TV doing nothing about it? Well,
1: also, <laughs> you know who's doing barely any fucking thing about it? Labor. Who we
0: thought who th-
1: mm. we thought at the beginning when they were there, their their whole argument was based on environment for them to win. And now coal mines are opening none of that fucking like carbon emission shit is 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 being met no. so it's like they are literally such a disappointment when it comes to that such a fucking disappointment yeah they are. because people um, who are like on the fence who are like oh should i go green or labor uh oh, i'll just go labor they already said something about the environment
0: and there you go that's lost well this is this is this is why you always vote greens first and labor second yeah hundred percent. If mean, you care about this issue, if you yeah. care, if you care about the earth not okay? burning, <laughs> if you care about us not drowning and dying, okay, yeah. <laughs> then maybe you vote. The only thing that brings me joy not joy brings me hope is that I feel like every single population of human of humanity has felt this way while they've been alive. Mm. Everyone's felt like the world was ending. Yeah, nuclear wars. Was nuclear the war. Nineteen sixty-two. Mm. The Cuban Missile Crisis in sixty-two. Yeah, that would have been pretty scary. Um, yeah. Um, mutually assured destruction The, the pandemic. War The pandemic The plague in the 1500s mm. They wouldn't have been joyous about it No And they couldn't do any TikToks about it They just yeah. had to sit there in their misery So that's the only thing that is bringing me a, a bit of hope Is that, yeah, you're right Maybe maybe human progress will, will save us Look, I'm not going to lie I am starting to stockpile canned food <laughs> what,
2: I'm becoming what are you a going prepper for? What, what sort of canned food?
0: Corn. Because I make a really yummy corn soup. <laughs> and if I just put corn and some stock and, you know, <laughs> I'm literally prepping. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm, I'm actually, cons- am I, am I, do I, like, I have a rainwater tank in my house. I'm like, do I start storing that water somewhere? Do I get a bigger tank? What do I do with the water? Like, I'm actually going crazy. Wow. But it's okay. Like, look, um, we're all going to die eventually. Which is more concerning. That's actually the more existential thing for me. I go, wow, well, we're all going to die eventually. Okay, here's a question. Which case <laughs> is going to be positive. Here's a question. Would you rather the earth just right now, pff, dead, over? Or would you rather know it was coming and be able to like prepare for it and just all slowly starve and die of the hydration? Oh,
2: s- slowly. Go slowly. Yeah, me too. Slowly. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Like, Let's not do this I'd, quick.
0: I'd rather nuclear war. I'd rather literally right now just not be here anymore. No, I'll oh, be there. Okay. I'll take a lot of drugs. Actually, you know what? I'd give it a go.
2: <laughs> Think about all the things you could do in the lead up to it. Like, you've got a bit of time.
0: No, like, but I wouldn't like to know that it was happening. I would like, honestly, I would love just, au
1: revoir. Anticipation, anxiety would get the, the end of you, right? Like, I'm like when, is I, it, when is it happening?
2: When I park my car. No, I'm just like, I'm not going to pay for my parking. F the system.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. Know? Wait, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. I'm,
2: I'm. You know what? When I t- put those hydroponic tomatoes through the checkout... You're just going as normal tomatoes.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But then I, think, then I think, well, shouldn't we live every day like that? Not stealing tomatoes, but should, I'm not that out of control. <laughs> but then I think, well, what if we do only have five years left? Should we, should we, you know, what's the point? Shouldn't we just be living life to the fullest?
2: Aren't we doing that anyway?
0: Oh. No, I'm not. I'm certainly fucking not. We've we um, got,
2: we got some positive news, though. Okay,
0: sorry. Mate. We have positive news for everyone listening. Um, if you've been holding on uh, for that, I'm sorry. That that was all a negative chat and a very fearful chat. <laughs> but um, g- g- give it to me, Lynn.
1: <laughs> okay, first one, and the only fact I found, or maybe a couple about Australia, is that it's recently blocked a new coal mine that's 10 kilometres from the Great Barrier Ooh. Reef.
0: Congratulations. Right. Very Yay. good. Yay. Okay. So it's blocked in New co- Okay, that's exciting. Yes. Uh, the other bit the is the reef is dying though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I However, went there. When I went there, it was giving a bleach and turn. Number two,
2: deforestation in Brazil's Amazon is dropping. <gasps> yeah, it's dropped by third during the first six months.
0: Okay, of, that's a slow government. A sl- that, yeah. that, okay, new government so that they've made cha-
1: active changes and it's working. Well, it's yeah. the one before that was Bolsonaro's his name, Bolsonaro. He was yeah. he was re- he was fucking Trump. So he wow. really, it wasn't really. I they weren't
2: fucking together at the <laughs> time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's a visual. i <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually speaking of Trump, indicted again. Yeah, I saw. We should have of that delicious. actually. Delicious. We should talk about American politics again because I love it. Um, anyway, so said, that's exciting. he was fucking Trump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, the new guy, Lula, has uh, like under his presidency, Uh, he's now gotten it down by a third. So all the fucked up shit that Bolsonaro was doing, which was really scary, Mm -hmm. he's just dropped it down by a third now.
0: Amazing. That could be us if we had Adam Band as our prime minister. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. We can
2: now Um, restore coral reefs. So (gasps) US Army veterans who are wounded in combat are working to restore coral reefs off the southern tip of Florida in USA.
0: Wow, they're working on this. are succeeding?
1: Yeah, so they take like little lab-grown fragments of coral, and then they plant them, and then you get little new seedlings. Oh my god! Growing. Okay, that's good. Yes, mm. there's like this new solar power technology that can transform plastic waste into sustainable fuels <gasps> and cosmetics. Okay, that's that. That gives me hope. That's cool, right? That gives me hope. I like that one. So that's a new
0: technology, Oscar. Do you have one?
2: Yeah, um, in France, they're gonna and non-essential printing of paper receipts...
0: Okay, Slade, and they also didn't they also ban um, flights under an hour and a half? Well, that's you bringing in the good news. Well, let me see. <laughs> let me You've see. Got,
2: you are surprising I, I, I could, us.
0: I could, yeah, because I'm, I'm Googling shit every day going positive climate change. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> France has passed a bill to ban short haul flights through Parliament where a train alternative of two and a half hours or less exists.
1: Okay, take like a train. Um, mm.
0: Which is great. Also, I wouldn't mind that happening in Australia. I'm not going to lie. Like, if that would help the world, yeah. I'd accept having to drive. Places. Okay. But then also, then everyone just fucking drive and having more cars is in the road. And then, yeah, that and would be know, then it's a whole other thing. But why don't we get a train system in the country? Mm. Positive climate change. The news. ozone
1: layer is on track to recover within decades. So by 2066, if we're alive by then, oh, it's ma-
2: <laughs> yeah, make it positive.
1: All right, I'm struggling. By 2066, uh, we're meant to have healed the ozone layer. So just letting you How know. How have we done that? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. We, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter as long as it's healing. Does that mean that... It's the, because countries have, have pledged to phase out ozone chemicals. But Australia hasn't, hey? Or is America Yeah, Yeah, not?
2: yeah. We, we did that whole thing in the 80s where we got oh, rid we of the chemicals. Oh, we pledged we didn't actually do it. No, no, we <laughs> did it. Like we, apparently, like in like sprays and stuff like that, there was a chemical compound. that, that yes. was, And everyone got rid of it. It was like a thing in the 80s. Mm. And
1: okay. then that's what helped...
2: Well, that's what help, is what's helping repairing the ozone
0: layer.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. you go, Oscar. Next one. Didn't
0: also I mean, COVID help because no one did anything and no one flew anywhere? It did, but I also wonder how,
2: like, those masks, they they probably didn't do great they, for the ocean. They're
0: fucking revolting. No, sorry, I was pro-mask, obviously, but, like, <laughs> the amount of one-use masks, oh, I mean, yeah. single-use yeah. masks. I feel they sick didn't even... Using them. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. there were endless. Smi- I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's cooked.
2: Okay, last one, last one. It's kind of positive. Um, kind of. <laughs> the UK will offer water cremation for the first time this year, following rising demand for more environmentally friendly end-of-life options.
0: That's nice. I've also heard people getting. I'm um, just planted amongst the garden i <laughs> you know, home, amongst the gum trees, <laughs> <laughs> lots of gum <plum> trees. <laughs> <laughs> Sheep are doing a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> actually,
2: <laughs> what is so they you go down to the bodies get some soil and-
0: yeah they just put your body in like a garden. Okay, I'll be down for that. I wouldn't mind that. But I'm also really side note. I'm very existential lately. Sorry, that's on a negative note. But I'm actually like, imagine if you were cremated and like like organ donation because I obviously I recently double checked that I was giving my organs. And obviously I am, because I, I did my will. So I was like double checking that oh, I did my organisation. That's organization. so cool. My mum won't
1: let me do that, but that's interesting. <coughs> really? Yeah, she's like, no way you're going to give your
0: skin and organs to someone else. Oh, I would. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess I won't really know what's yep. happening. But, like, um, but I thought, imagine if you do know when it's happening. Imagine if <laughs> when you die, you're somehow still there. Oh, that's that's crook, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then my PA said that she she doesn't think about that, but she thinks about if she like died and then her eyes were donated if she could see through someone else's oh. eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that the most <laughs> twisted fucking thought you've ever had? Yeah. Trademark, sorry, copyright, copyright, horror film, horror film idea, horror film idea, <laughs> copyright, copyright. <laughs> Okay, so I went to the Logies and I thought people would have questions for me about the Logies and some of you did, honestly. I just wanted just to describe to everyone, I think when I was like growing up, you think the Logies is like this like, glamorous thing. Um, I mean, was it better than my year 12 formal? <laughs> In terms of venue? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. In terms of Harsh. vibes? I don't know. Was it better than the formal? that a boy took me to when I was in grade 11 and he was in grade 12 and then he left me there and took my handbag with him by accident. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because I dared to speak to another boy who I was fucking. (laughs) Slightly better than that, yes. But So it's in between the nudgy 2011 formal and the St. Reader's 2012 formal. Just so everyone knows, if you're from Mm. Brisbane, you'll be laughing at that. If you're not from Brisbane, sorry for the niche Brisbane content. But so I, okay, I mean, Oscar, your girlfriend is Sophie Monk. I'm sure she thinks everybody, I mean, we can't put words in her mouth, but like I'm sure you know it isn't, it isn't like it's giving like real estate conference.
2: I kind of agree. Like when I was a kid, grew up obsessed, mm. really wanted to go. And then I went and I had a great time. And right. it was a like one a really fun experience. Mm. First meeting all these celebrities and chatting to them, and that was really good. But I think if you know you have to go, and particularly for people who, like yourselves, have to wear makeup, Mm -hmm. have to put the dress on, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of standing around, it's a lot of waiting, and I think a lot of people in the industry, like, that's a bit hard. It's just sitting around. Were you able to get out and, like, because it it was the... It was really
0: bizarre this year. Like, so I've only been to one last year because my whole career has been in COVID. And then people also DM me asking why I'm not up for new talent. Because I've been on TV for four years. (laughs)
2: You, um, yeah. Did you miss that? Did you yeah, miss I the, it. yeah, I missed it.
0: But also I wouldn't have gotten it because I was a villain on The Bachelor. I, I wasn't like talent then. But if you've been on TV, it counts. And look, saying all this and roasting the Logies, I mean, might be a bit uncouth. It might be a little bit inappropriate. Um, but honestly... We need to be honest about this fucking, this award ceremony because it's fine. I mean, I think it's also very interesting in Australian media. It's very fashionable to shit on the Logies and say it isn't even that good. Who gives a fuck about the Logies? Who cares? But yet everyone who wins fucking loves winning. So it's like, I think it's very Australian and very tall poppy (laughs) and very self-deprecating to be like, who gives a fuck? It's a fucking Logie. It's Australia. Who gives a shit? I think Australia makes incredible television and I think that, there are incredibly talented people there and I'm really excited to see people win their awards. But like Oscar said, what I'm not excited about is the, the lead up. So just a rundown of what the fucking day entails. So you get up, I, walk, I walked Walter, had a shower, obviously the days before getting my nails done, I'm having to wash my hair. <laughs> I'm fucking, you know, I've been organising my dress for like six months, which slayed Slade by um, Josh Teo from okay. Brisbane. Okay. Then I had to go to Channel Ten to get my hair and makeup done. Now we're sitting at the desks. Okay. We're at the desks. We're at the marketing desks, getting our hair and makeup done, like people's like workstations. Um, oh wow! Really? Yeah. Which is okay. like it was fun. Like got there and like everyone's there. You know, um, Sandra Sully's behind me. Go, hello, darling. I'm going, hello, Sandra. Yeah. And Bishop's there. Osha's there. Lincoln Eunice is there. You know, everyone's there. Yeah. We're all in the office just getting our hair. Made. It's fucking weird. It's so, it's almost like Twilight Zone vibes. You're like, what the fuck? Why is Sandra Sully sitting in someone's office chair getting her hair blow dried right now? Sandra deserves more than this. Yeah. Um, but i love you channel 10 and I got my hair and makeup done by the beautiful Renee. And I and honestly, it is fun because I know a lot of the makeup artists and like, it felt like a dance concert where everyone is in a makeshift um, set up and you've all got so much makeup on and everyone's running around doing costume changes. At one point I opened a door and God, who was it? Someone was in there, but they said, anyone want a naked Peter Hellier? And I was like, and, like, it was, it was like a house of horrors, but it was like, but it was positive. Like yeah. it was like funny and silly. And I got changed just in the, in the bathroom, just like in the middle of the bathrooms. Some random woman did my dress up for me. I was walking around fo- shoeless in my pajamas around channel 10 <laughs> and then just got into my outfit. Like it literally felt like a dance concert. Then you kind of do the media wall. Tony Armstrong tried to, tried to fucking jump in front of me. And I, I, I'm sad there aren't any photos of this. I was like, fuck off, and like pushed him and gave him the finger. Because I um, love him. And then, then you're inside, right? Yeah. My table. Why was it in Siberia? <laughs> we were nominated. We were nominated. We were so confused. Now Who, look, Who's on, on your table? Fucking Dave Hughes, Chrissy Swan, the EPs okay, yeah. Mask. of fucking Masked Singer. <laughs> mm-hmm. But two to advocate guys were there as well because Channel Ten did a um show with them last year. We were like front row, and this year I was like, "Are we being punished for something? Like, what have I done? Like, what have I done wrong? Like, did they see my nipple <laughs> on the red carpet? And they were like, nah Like, <laughs> put her at <in> the back. <laughs> like, we like, why was Dave Hughes also? Two of us were presenting awards. We had to walk so far to get like oh, it was wow. so. It was really weird. I don't know. I think it was some sort of vendetta against us for some reason. Because like I looked too hot, or like Hughesy was too funny, or Chrissy was too iconic. I don't know. Maybe some jealousy thing. You know, you get there and then it's five, about 4.30, right? I'm already bored. I've, I've been getting ready for four and a half hours. Then you have dinner from 5.30 until 7.30. I wasn't drinking because I was presenting an award. And My table, I know them, I've worked with them, you know, I know them all really well, but we've just spent, we've just spent a month filming a TV show all together almost every day. I mean, what more is there to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, love them, love them. But he's is going, uh, dating anyone? Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's he like? <laughs> oh, fuck, Huzi. I know. I don't care. Love you though. Love you for being interested. Oh, how's a new? How's a new? Uh, what are you doing? What, what gear? Do I actually do for this? She's a bluey gear. From. I she's a blue. Yeah. a bluey gear. I'm going. Yeah, Huzi. Oh, oh, yeah. What? Give me. Give me the gear yeah, so I'm thinking of saying something about Bluey obviously winning. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. you know he does that kind of half laugh. Yeah. <laughs> someone who is a bit of like a darling of Australian TV who I hadn't met before. I met once, but I spoke to her and I'm obsessed with her. She had to me and she goes, ah, who are you going to try and fuck tonight? I was like, <laughs> I was like whoa. Wow. Um, I was like, no, I can't fuck anyone. I'm seeing someone. She's like. <sighs> like, everyone's, like, living vicariously. Through. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I'm not going to yeah. fuck anyone. I'm, like, looking down. I'm like, I know. Picking Duck, we going to perform. g think was performing. Um, I presented my award. Was a bit nervous with Joel Crease though. Thank God. Anyway, so I then at one point decided to leave halfway through the ceremony. Oh, really? Oh, you- yes. Yeah, Did I you do a phantom? Yeah, because I I presented my award, mass Singers category. We obviously didn't win because we were in Siberia. We couldn't make it anyway (laughs) within the next 24 hours. If we did win, we wouldn't have made it on stage. We would have fainted from exhaustion by the time we got there. Um, (laughs) What the fuck? You know, I left at about 10 o'clock, which I'd been there for seven hours. So I think I did my fucking time. Like I presented, it was fine. And I thought I'd get home and see that the Gold Logie winner was going to be Osha, Julia, or Hamish. Yeah. Maybe not mm. Hamish. Hamish is one, what, two or three now. But so, Sonia Kruger won. Now, at this late stage, I was at home and I went, oh, interesting, don't really care. Um, <laughs> not that I have anything against Sonia Kruger at this point because I'm going, okay, I mean, she does host five million shows. She must be exhausted. Next day, people, people going, um, did you see Sonia Kruger's acceptance speech? Obviously, straight to YouTube. Um. Uh, how do I say this? It wasn't the most becoming (laughs) acceptance speech I've, I've ever, I've ever heard. Here's what mine would be. If I, if I was drunk or if I was tired, if I was like feeling a bit weird, I'd be like, listen, appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who voted. I know that the best gift of all I could give you all right now is to go home. So let's go. Um, But here is the speech, if you haven't heard it, because I think a lot of our listeners, A, don't care about the Logies, and B, may not even know what it is. So uh, should we play the speech? Now, let me... Yeah, hit it. Then we'll talk about it after.
2: Hit it. My fellow nominees are incredible, and I've joked with Hamish. Hamish and I have the same agent, Mark Clements. He's here tonight. And I said to him, I said, Mark, who did you vote for? Put him on the spot. And he was like,
0: well, Sonia, I think people are a little over Hamish. Pause. (laughs) Now. I'm not trying to start beef with Sonia Krueger. I'm not sure anyone in the world is over Hamish Blake. <laughs> I'm not sure that anyone, any Australian, until, we, until anyone born after the year 2000 is dead, no-one will ever be over Hamish Blake.
2: And I went, no, Mark, surely not. No, he's, he's the odds-on
0: favourite to win. And he went,
2: no, and frankly, I'm secretly hoping he'll leave the agency so
0: I can concentrate all of my efforts on you, Sonia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Obviously, Mark
2: did not say that. I'm paraphrasing uh, Okay, Mark. okay,
0: okay. So here's the thing that I thought about this speech. Now, we all get nervous, right? The issue is you just won the gold Logie for presenting on television. I'm not sure we can use nervous as an excuse for this bizarre speech. It was kind of mean. If I did that to my manager, if my man- I mean, first of all, I'm their favourite, so sorry to everyone in the agency. Just- <laughs> Me doing a Sonia. No, first of all, Ben, Ben and I are genuine friends, so like, I would never. But if I did, for some reason, like, I, Ben would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, what the fuck? What do you? What do you? Why would you? Why would you fuck up my relationship with another? Also, with dare I say the biggest client, Hamish Blake.
1: Yeah. Um. But what doesn't show as well is his face when she said that? Like, yeah. you can't actually see. Obviously, you're listening to a podcast, but his face was just like. Ouch! Yeah, like oh, this is this is uncomfortable.
0: Like a Ugh. yeah, I found it really bizarre. I mean, look, we all, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> everybody knows why. One Hannah Montana. <laughs> Yeah, You're I
2: what? haven't seen that. No, him. I didn't, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. But, but Sometimes i liked a man, it. I was a like,
0: jam. And, no. Okay. Cool. I think I Oscar and I are I'm older like, than but, you. Okay, anyway. Yeah, a ton yeah. of vibes. I was like,
2: is this is this a, a throwback from a Kesha song? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> wake up in
0: the morning. Morning <laughs> feeling like Pete. Diddy. <laughs> um oh, there we go. Sonia Kruger the track. next morning. Um <laughs> uh, And then in the following well, the next day, people were reminded about how absurd it is. I mean, I was like, whatever, I don't care if it's Sonia wins, she works hard. Bizarre speech, moving on. Then I didn't know about these comments that she made. Oh, you didn't know? No. Like, what year was this?
2: It happened in 2016. So
0: I was 21. I mean, personally, I think Andrew Bolt has a point here that there is a correlation between the number of
2: people who you know, are Muslim in a country and the number of terrorist attacks. Now I have a
1: lot of very good friends who are Muslim, who are peace-loving, who are beautiful people, but there are fanatics. And does the population and the correlation between those two things,
2: is it having an impact? Personally, I would like to see it stop now for Australia,
0: because I want to feel safe as all of our citizens do when they go out to celebrate Australia Day. Oh, yeah, Sonia? Yeah, no, Sonia. Um, So, wow, so much in that little clip, isn't there? It's wild, to Um, be honest. A disgusting comments and unsure how. I mean, actually, I'm sure because Australian media is so crook. Like Australian mainstream media tends to forgive people. I mean, I think we all forget that most people who have been in Australian media for 20 to 30 years a lot of them have very um, backward views. And I think as well, people who are TV hosts, they are so beloved for being this kind of like watered down of this vanilla version of themselves or this really like completely polished, like a gold logie version of themselves. Then they're asked about political issues and they don't see how what they're saying is crook because they haven't spoken about political issues ever. And they've never had a two-way conversation because people who are in traditional media haven't spoken about their political views and haven't had the pressure or the questioning of what they feel about certain topics throughout the early stages of their career, like people that are younger have or people that are newer to the industry have. Like, I obviously speak about politics more than other people in mainstream media, but people who are even not like typical political commentators are asked their views on when big events happen, like Roe v. Wade being overturned, and or like during twenty twenty with the Black Lives Matter murder of George Floyd, like during big events, people who are younger and earlier into media, even if they're an actor or a musician, or if they're even if their role in media has something to do with politics, they're still asked to comment on it. Whereas Sonya comes from an era. And a lot of people in Australian media come from an era where they never had to comment on anything and therefore they have these views that are like simmering for years and they're kind of fermenting, but they're not actually expressing their views and they're not actually allowing themselves to be exposed to any kind of other views because they're just doing a one-way medium and that is TV hosting or they aren't speaking about it at all publicly because the traditional media route is to not speak about politics, sex, politics or religion ever. And now there's this kind of, now they've been thrust into being social commentators because people who were younger are asked to comment on things, is what I think. They've been thrust into it and they just think that it's okay to say shit like this. And honestly, everyone on that desk, unless someone calls them out directly, people who are in this bubble of white privilege in Australian media aren't going to fucking say anything. They're yeah. gonna go, that was a bit, oh, that was a bit racy, Sonya. I'm not going, that was that's extremely racist. Unless I have someone younger, sorry, yeah, younger, or someone who is willing to risk calling out one of the biggest people in Australian media on the desk in the moment and is educated enough to respond, straight away, it just slips through the cracks and no one seems to give a fuck.
1: Yeah, and honestly, people also forget that she'd never apologize for literally saying there should be a Muslim ban for the Muslim, country. Yeah, like okay, can you Trump. imagine, can you imagine somebody saying? there's going to be like, I don't know, a Jewish ban to the country. Like, yeah. can you mm. believe what a statement that is it's to like, make? Like based on a religion like that, or, and even based on an ethnicity too. Like, and she didn't apologize. That's no. the part for me that's like, Still was she to asked too Yeah, obviously there was a lot of pressure and articles about this at the time and she never apologized. And it is literally, and also the correlation is just ridiculous. Like, You know, for example, let's say France is accepting more Muslims than Australia and and France has more terrorist attacks. Therefore, see, we should stop Muslims going into the country. And Mm. it's like, what kind of correlation are you making here? That Mm. that is such an uneducated...
0: And I think as well, it's being said to audiences on the Today Show. So people who are watching the Today Show are older people and she's saying it like like it's fact. And they're kind of going, oh, well, you know, okay... Unsure, oh no, oh, unsure about immigration, you know, the xenophobic idea that a lot of Australians have. And then it's kind of tipping the over the edge because Sonia Kruger saying it. Yeah. And putting, and that will then be echoed amongst their circles that, oh, you know, the, there's a high percentage of, of terrorist attacks if, if we let more Muslims in. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What yeah. the actual fuck are you talking about? And then also the way that she describes it, I have Muslim friends, love that. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, if you're. Did you should ask them the question of whether or not they'd like to have their family come over and <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: fair, you
2: know, like yeah, like, because if... I think conservative media they know how to use fear and racism to spark engagement mm-hmm. because it just it's that spot that they can play on with yeah. their audience and particularly politicians as well.
0: I also find it interesting that like the way that she described it, you know, saying I have Muslim friends and they're lovely people. Are they the exception? Like, <laughs> and I've found some nice ones.
1: What? Dude, what? like Muslims are, do you know how many countries are Muslim? Like this is also something when she says ban on Muslim countries. Do you know? I'm just going to quickly Google. Because Indonesia. So many countries right? are Muslim. Philip- 24% of the world's population identify themselves as Muslim. That's also, an estimated 1.8 billion people are Muslim. So that's 26 countries is uh, that they have official
0: religion as Islam. So that's why. Well, you also can't, it's a religion. You can't really do it, do a test to see if someone <laughs> is Muslim. So she's literally in, in this clip, she's calling for outright religious discrimination the point pl- you're trying to make
1: is basically like, how did this person who didn't apologize for these
0: comments get to win a Logie? Yeah. Is that what you well, mean? I mean, I mean, I know how because no one gives a fuck. Yeah, um, Australian media don't give a fuck. They you'll be you'll be burned forever in the eyes of the Australian media if you have an OnlyFans or if you are overtly sexual or if you speak your mind too much. Everyone will just push things under the rug if you uh, say something that's. Um, outwardly discriminatory because you're already in Australian media. I think as well this speaks to the lack of transitioning of talent. We've had mm. the same people on TV for 20, 30 years in this country. I'm consistently the youngest person on set, which I'm almost 30.
1: Like yeah. That's not, that's,
0: I'm wow, not that young that's anymore. that's wild. I'm usually the youngest person by 20 years. And a lot of people who are in this industry have had careers that long. It's because they're extremely talented and hardworking and that's great. But no one in this country is ever given really a chance to like mm. learn how to be a TV host or to be given any any go at anything because they just use the same people over and over again. Which has its own benefits and merits. But because of that, there's kind of there's kind of a gap in media in this country between people who are like TikTok famous, who are so like people that are young, really mm. fucking know them. And they're not getting any TV opportunities. Maybe they don't even want them, to be honest, or radio opportunities. They, they, a lot of them are like, why the fuck would I do that? Like, what the fuck? I can earn way more money from just doing yeah. social media, which is fucking fair. They can do podcasts podcast and earn way more money. Like, why would you? But now everyone who's in media is like 50 plus, which is fine. But there's no diversity of even thought, let alone of race or anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? People. Someone, I said this other day to someone, they're like, oh, but Tony Armstrong's young. I'm like, Tony Armstrong's in his 30s. Yeah. And he's starting out. Yeah. Which is like, love Tony, but like, why the fuck is he thirty four mm. and getting Best Newcomer? That's bizarre. It should be twenty year olds that are getting nominated for this shit. Why is he only given a chance when he's thirty four? So true. Why is everyone in media so fucking old? Like <laughs> I'm I'm old. From, in America, they have twenty year olds hosting fucking red carpets. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. why? Like here, no one's given a fucking opportunity to do anything that's different or interesting, and then everyone goes, "Why is no one watching free to air television?" <laughs> Why do you think? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just I just think it's interesting that someone who said such racist comments is now winning the Gold Logie, which is meant to be like the ultimate Australian television personality. I said to Oscar before, it could be not a good thing, but it, there's a silver lining here and that I didn't know about these comments until she won the Gold Logie. Yeah. I think as well it's very easy for white feminists to fall into the trap of being like, well, a woman won. Aren't you happy a woman won? It's like... Well, no other woman made discriminatory comments um on the Today Show um about about Muslim people. I'm just not sure like being a woman doesn't override that kind of lack of intersectionality. Like just because you're a woman, I'm not gonna like let you go boss your way to the top and be like, but I'm a woman. And it's like okay, uh, then how about you use the privilege that you have as a as a white woman to not undiscriminate more against people of colour or people who have a different minority than you uh anyway all right love years, bye rock on and um vote uh please vote for greens we'll protest soon a listener
1: production